ministry of Nelson Ehiago. Be stirred as you listen. Acts chapter 28 from verse 23. Acts 28 from verse 23. 23, let's start from 23. Help me honor my wife, Lady K, everybody. Thank you. So, is that what I said? Acts 28, 23. Open your Bible, please. Acts 28, 23. It says, this is Paul now. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him unto his, into his lodging, to whom he expounded, somebody say expounded. And some say expounded. And testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, bought out of the what? And some bought out of the what? And from morning to evening. So we're not strange now. When we have long services, amen? The first time I say, who sent me to him? Anyways. And some believe the things which were spoken and some believe not. Now, remember what we shared last week, that the Bible is a Christocentric book. The, from the Lord, the prophets, the Psalms, who you will see is Jesus. Amen. Who you will see from the Lord, the prophets, and the Psalms is Jesus. And, you know, I, we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go over it again. If you pick every other thing, or if you see every other thing and you don't see Jesus, you have not seen well. So, Jesus is the core cause of scripture. So, if you learn about Solomon, you learn about um, Daniel in the lion's den, okay? You learn about all those wonderful things and you don't see Jesus. You've not seen well. You know, we talked about Romans chapter 15 from verse 1 to 5. We talked about 1 Corinthians 10, 11, right? So, the, the point of a series is such that you can follow the teachings through. So that the teachings have a particular pattern that, that you can follow. And then you can understand. The goal of this teaching also is this. You know, I said this last week, a lot of people don't know how to do Bible study. Because when we read the Bible, we're trying to find life hacks. Are you listening to me? We're trying to find life hacks. We're trying to find ourselves in the Bible. Whereas scriptures were not written about us. Are you here? Scriptures were not written about us. They are about him. Remember we talked about, um, it was written over 1,500 years, 40 plus authors um, across three continents, um, 10 civilizations, two covenants, but one unified story of redemption. Jesus is the line that binds all of scriptures together. So, um, in my, where I come from, the continent of Africa, I come from, you know, West Africa, we have these um, exams called WAEC, right? If you get A plus in Yoruba, and you get A in French, and you get A in traditional herbal medicine, there's no cost like that, bro. You get B plus in witchcraft, it doesn't matter what you get. If in math and English you get a D, see you next year. Amen? Uh huh. So also, that is how it is with scriptures. If you see every other thing, 
and not Jesus, you failed. You failed. So, this is the pivotal thing that should be taught first when it comes to approaching God's word. People must know that scriptures are not about us, they are about Jesus. And that's exactly why I started from 2 Corinthians when he said, and that from a child thou hast what? Known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise up to salvation. So, when he said you have known the holy scriptures, what was he quoting? The Old Testament. That was all they had as scriptures then. So, he was supposed to read it and become wise in the matters of salvation. Anyways, um, we already thought that last week. If you want to catch up, go back to the last sermon. We're going to continue from here. But this is what Paul did. Paul continued from the what? Law of Moses. And from the prophets. And he taught them the things of the kingdom. He taught them the gospel from the laws of Moses and from the prophets. Acts 26, 22. Acts 26, 22. I'll just be, okay. It says, having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day. Paul was speaking before Agrippa. He said, witnessing both to small and to great. Read the last line for me. From saying, one, two, go. Read it again like a mass choir. One, two, go. So, he was saying that from Moses and the prophets, there was a particular thing that was to come. And what was that? Of course, it is the gospel, the Messiah which was coming. Amen. Now, let's... The aim of this teaching is... I remember saying this. If we approach scriptures and we don't see... Or we don't approach scriptures. We don't read what the author intended for us to get. We have lost. We have lost something vital. The way to approach scriptures is not to read what we think; is to read what the author intended. So, if you are reading what Paul wrote, and you were you, that your interpretation you gave, you are giving it back to Paul, and Paul would have been like, "Who wrote what you are saying?" Then you are not reading it well, because the Bible said that he said. Um, that when you may read, you might what? Understand my revelation of the mystery. So, scriptures were written for you to understand. The goal was not so, for scriptures to be esoteric. The goal was not for scriptures to be strange. The goal was that when you read scriptures, you understand what is being said. Are you listening to me, please? When you read scriptures, you understand what is being said. You know, I did a video during the week on Instagram. Was I looking for trouble? Maybe. But what... I see, the Bible says that, you know, be a workman, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 3.15, you know, that in the scripture, you're not supposed to be ashamed. You're supposed to be a workman, rightly dividing the work of truth. In the inverse of that means that there is a way you should interpret scriptures and you should be ashamed of yourself. Any, in, a verse of scripture can never mean today what it never meant. A line can never mean what the author did not give it to me. Are you listening to me? Especially because we have this thing that the, this is the interpretation the Holy Ghost gave me. But this is the same God that is not the author of confusion. Are you listening to me? This is the same God that is not the author of confusion. How can the one who is not the author of confusion give you an interpretation that is different from what he inspired the author to write? 
Please, are you listening to me? And this thing sounds very small, but I want to tell you under God, listen to me. I'm a pastor. I hear strange things every other week. I did start ministry yesterday. Listen. I've seen false doctrine cost people their lives. Yes. False doctrine has caused people... False doctrine has caused people years. So, when we look at the word of God and we rightly expound it, you know, a lot of people don't like things like that. A lot of people think a good sermon is a sermon that at the end you are confused. So, when I'm explaining scriptures and then I mix a little bit of chemistry and physics, and you say, ah, the man is deep. He's copolite. The man is deep. Now, when I teach it, you know, you will leave the sermon and say, I was blessed. Okay, what did he say? I say, I was blessed. So, especially charismatics, we have a very lazy approach to scripture. I don't know who taught us that the Holy Ghost will come on you and you will know the word. Paul said he went to confirm with Peter. So that it would not be that he had run in vain. Galatians 2. So that it would not be that he had what? Run in vain. When I saw that, it hit me. The first time I read that, it hit me because... It means that you can build and build big and then stand before Jesus and find out that you be, you've built in vain. Because what is most important is the message. Is the message. Is the message. Is the message. TEC, we will never... I hope you know we can come to church today and I flow. I just start prophesying. I just start engaging God's word, the power of God. You will say that man is strong. There's, a, there's an awe on his destiny. There's something about him, but you will leave and there will be times when I will not be in your house. There are times when life will hit and the only thing you will have to lean on is God's word. Is God's word. So one way to do church swell is to do special programs every Sunday. But the word of God is paramount. Say amen. Say amen. And say, push you drop the mic. Now you have overdropped it. Add it a little. Now, the aim of today's teachings, as many other teachings, is, you know, sketches and fullness. There's something in scriptures called typology. Say typology. There's something in scriptures called typology. Typology is basically, um, oh, oh. Praise God. Help me celebrate Daniel, everybody. I'm telling you. Typology is basically the study and interpretations of types and symbols and probably illustrations through scriptures. Typology is the study of types, symbols, and illustrations through scriptures. That's exactly what typology is. Please don't press WhatsApp as I'm teaching I'm seeing you and it's distracting me. Praise God. It's the study of types, symbols, and illustrations through scriptures. That's what typology is. Now, typology, one of the things that typology shows us is that scriptures or the gospel was not a rude interruption to God's plan. It is God's plan that has always been. Are you listening to me? It is God's plan that has what? Always been. Are you ready for Bible study? And that's, a, that's exactly why we called this particular teaching sketches and what? Fullness. 
we called it sketches and fullness. Um, open your Bible. Let me show you something very quick. This was not in my notes, but I want to show you where we get this from. Hebrews chapter 9 from verse Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 8 to 9. Hebrews 9 from verse 8 to 9. Look at what the writer of Hebrews says. It says we're going to verse 9. The Holy Ghost this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. Hold on. So he's saying that in the first tabernacle which was the tent. The Holy Ghost was showing that there was no way man could access God. So, it means that the things in the Old Testament were showing things that are already that we have now, right? Are you with me, right? Then go to verse 9. Look at what it says. Which was a what? Figure. Which was a figure for the things to come. Hebrews 9. He said, which was a figure for the things to come. Um... The word figure, you know, is, is, you know, the Greek word parabole or parable, where we get the word parable, meaning a similitude, something that was to point to something else. And this is, I think some other translation uses, it uses it as type. This is where we get the word types and shadows, sketches and fullness. When you use the word figure, it paints the picture of an architect sketching something. So when the architect draws something, that is the sketch. But then when that thing is built, that is the what? Fullness. So that's why the name of this series is what? Sketches and Fullness. Now let's start Bible study. Open your Bible. Romans chapter 4 from verse 1. Today, we're going to be looking at who? Abraham. Guys, are you here? Please don't dumb me. Today, we're going to be looking at who? We're going to be looking at Abraham. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Jeremiah, just hold on. Just hold on. Romans chapter 4. It says, What shall we say then that our father Abraham, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Next verse, verse 2. He said, For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Hold on. The backdrop of this story is this. The, the Christians in the church at Rome you know, they were Jews and then they were Greeks. There was a lot of banter between both of them. Some were saying that um, the Romans, the Greeks, which were Gentiles, had to fulfill the demands of the, of the Jews to be saved. Whereas the Jews were saying that they didn't have to. So Paul came and was giving them a story. And what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be seeing the gospel fulfilled in the life of Abraham. Amen? You know, last week I said that Everybody gets saved the same way. Those that were born before Jesus, they believed on a Messiah that was to come. We believe on a Messiah that has already come. So, in believing in a Messiah that has already come, we are saved. In them believing in a Messiah that was to come, they are saved. And why is that important? It shows that the blood of Jesus is so efficacious that it, it resides in the eternal present. The Bible says this is the Lamb of God that was slain from the what? Foundation of the world. So, in God, it was a reality that Jesus was always the way to the Father. Are you listening to me? That anyone who believes in Jesus, their sin will be forgiven. Whether he was to come or whether he has already come. And that's exactly what we read in the book of Romans when he said, um, 
um, in Hebrews, Galatians rather, that he said the same gospel that was preached to us was also preached to them, but it did not profit them, not being what? Mixed with faith. And then he was talking about what those in the wilderness. Are you following me? Was talking about those in the wilderness. So it's a saying that the same gospel was preached to them. How was the gospel preached to them? Jesus had not come. But the gospel was preached to them in a type. And the same way you had to plug into that same gospel was by what? Faith. But he said they did not profit them not being what? Mixed with faith. So Bible study is an exhaustive discipline. We must please follow me. Some of you will probably be mentally tasked this morning with Bible study. But if you can pass your exams, if you can get your distinction, you can follow Bible study. Say amen. So, Paul was now trying to clear the Jews in this verse and he was pointing to Abraham. Go back to verse 2. He says, For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory not before God. If Abraham were to be justified by what? Works. He had whereof to glory but not before who? God. Paul is basically saying here that if Abraham was declared um, justified, meaning he was declared as one who had, who had had right standing before God. If Abraham was declared that because of the things that he was, because of the things that he had done, then before God he can boast. Are you listening to me? Or rather he can boast, but of course he will not be able to boast before God. Why? Because there is no amount of things that you can do that can match the holiness of God. And this is the gospel. Please follow me. There is no amount of things that you can do that can match. The, this is a God that is called the thrice holy God. Holy, holy, holy. When the Jews wanted to emphasize something, they called it twice. Verily, verily. But this is the holiness of God. It was mentioned three times. So he went back to Abraham and said, if Abraham were to be justified by works, all right? If Abraham were to, uh, I'm, I'm getting tempted, because it's a Bible story, I'm getting tempted to throw it. Throw Greek words around. But it's going to help the Bible study, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's going to to help the Bible study. The word basically means to justify. It means to render righteous. Or to show as regard as innocent. To show as someone who is discharged and acquitted. And the very important thing, Paul taught this very carefully. He said, if Abraham were to be justified by works, he had whereof to glory but not before God. The first thing we get to understand, even in the preaching of the gospel, is this. If you can be justified by your works, are you with me? If you can be justified by your works, first of all, it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if you can be justified by your works, you may be able to brag, but not before God. Not before God. Next verse. Not before God. He said, for what saith the scriptures... This is Genesis 22. He said, Abraham believed God. Come on, let's read this like a mass choir. One, two, go. This is quoting Genesis 15, 6 rather. He said, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Let me, let me go to Abraham, Genesis 15, 6 quickly. What is... Hmm. Okay. Don't worry, let's read on. This, this, the context is going to explain itself. Verse 4 now says, Now to him that walketh. Shall I follow you guys or shall I just read? 
Verse 4 says, Now to him that walketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of what? Death. It means that if you walk to attain something, you can't say you are saved by grace. If you walk to attain it, it means that you are due for that payment. So that salvation is not a gift. And any salvation that is not a gift is not the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5. He said, but to him that walketh not. Ah, this is beautiful. He says, but to him that... Let's read verse 4 into verse 5. Go back, please. He said, now to him that walketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of death. Verse 5. He said, but to him that walketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the who? Ungodly. His what? Faith is counted for what? Righteousness. You see, the Bible says Abraham did what? Believed God. And it was counted. The word counted is logizomai. It was credited for his righteousness. Abraham believed God. God already gave Abraham a promise. And then, you know, as we read on, you're going to see how that promise was the gospel in a type. Abraham believed God, but that's what counted him for what? Righteousness. Look at this verse 5. Paul is also telling us that, but to him that walketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for what? Righteousness. Meaning that what exactly accounts a man for righteousness? Faith. Please, are you with me? What accounts a man for righteousness? Faith. A lot of people read John 3, 16. And then they say, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever does what? Believes. Should not perish. So what is the criteria to not perish? And Samina, what is the criteria to not perish? So a lot of people will read that the criteria to not perish is believe. But still hope. But then you ask them, do you believe? Yes. So who is going to heaven? Only God knows. Ah, ah. What did you just read? Are you righteous? Only God is righteous. Are you listening to me? Let me tell you something. It is not humility. It is, it is, you are robbing yourself. It is actually foolish to not call yourself what God has called you. A lot of people think it's humble. So they say things like, ah, when we say things like, you are forgiving. I'm not forgiving, no. I have sinned, bro. Anyways. He says, his faith is counted for what? Righteousness. Have you believed in the gospel? Then just like Abraham, your faith has been accounted for what? Righteousness. Next verse, verse, verse 6. He said, look at this. He said, even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God what? Imputed righteousness. Without work. So, there is a righteousness that comes away from works. The way Abraham was justified away from his works. And this man, please pay attention. You know, when the, when the Bible says that Jesus began at Moses, you can make a strong case that if Jesus began at Moses to teach them the things concerning himself, Moses, the, you know, he said, begin at the law, sorry, and the prophet and the Psalms, and when he says the law, he was talking about the what? The books of Moses, right? So, when he talks about Jesus began there to teach the things concerning him, you can make a strong case that this is what Jesus was teaching them. This, Jesus was basically saying that from Abraham, he was expounding the things that are concerning him. Please, are you with me? 
He was expounding the things. And when the Bible even tells us in Acts 28, that's why I read that. When we read Acts 28, Acts 26, and he said that beginning at Moses, Moses was the one that recorded the things of Abraham. He was the one that recorded from Abraham. And Paul began to teach them the things concerning the kingdom, concerning the gospel. So it is safe to assume that it is from the lives of Abraham and from the lives of David that he was teaching them the things concerning the gospel. And this is what he was teaching. And this is exactly why we are going through this. Are you with me, please? Uh He says, even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Now, if you read Romans, you find out that there is a righteousness by works, but there is a righteousness that is separate from works. There is a righteousness that is separate from works. And that righteousness is the one that God imputes. That's the one that God gives. Are you listening to me? And that's exactly why he started by saying that Abraham believed and it was counted for righteousness. Because if Abraham got it by himself, he could have boasted but not before God. The only kind of righteousness that can satisfy God is the righteousness that is of the same class of him, like him. And the righteousness that is of the same class of God is not worked for. You can't get it anywhere. It is only God that can give. Please, are you with me? It's only God that can give. Guys, are you here? Are you guys tired or confused? Uh Then please respond to me. Next verse. Hey, Jesus Christ. Next verse. It says, this is David speaking. You know what? I'm just going to... Go, go to verse 9. I think this is even very important. We're still looking at Abraham. David said, now, so follow this. How was Abraham declared righteous? How? Thank you. How are you declared righteous? It says, cometh this blessedness upon, now, upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also. So, by the circumcision, he meant the Jews. Because if you were not circumcised, you were not a Jew. But if you were circumcised, like the Jews held circumcision so strongly that David would look at Goliath and call him an uncircumcised Philistine. So, if you were not circumcised, you were not a Jew. Look at this. Comes this blessedness upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also. He said, for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for what? Righteousness. Next verse. How is it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in non-circumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Now, remember, remember that two categories of people we are fighting for who is righteous, who is supposed to obey who. And Paul is basically saying that Abraham was declared righteous before he was circumcised. He was declared righteous before he was circumcised. So, whether you are a Jew or not, Whether you are a Jew or not, you can be declared righteous. How is he reckoned? He said, when he was in circumcision or uncircumcision, he said, not in circumcision, but in what? So, before he was circumcised, he was declared righteous. Meaning, anybody who is not a Jew can be declared what? Righteous. Next verse. He said, and he received the what? Somebody say sign. The sign of circumcision. A seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe. Though they, they be not circumcised, 
that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Give me this in an easier translation. Give me ESV. Give me ESV, NLT. Good. It said, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So he's basically saying that Abraham was circumcised and that circumcision was proof that Abraham was declared righteous. Are you here? Abraham was circumcised and that circumcision was what? Proof. Please hold your Bible and follow me. Was proof that Abraham was declared what? Righteous. So, um, and this, this righteousness Abraham got, he got it when he was uncircumcised. But that circumcision was proof of that faith he had received. He said the purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised. So that righteousness will be what? Counted to them as well. So that those who have not received circumcision, they also could be declared how? Righteous. They could be declared righteous. It was counted unto him for righteousness. Um... Verse 11. Now, look at this. Let me show you something very important before we even jump to verse 13. It says, or verse 12. Let's let's enter verse 12. We'll come back to verse 11. Verse 12. It said, to make him the father of the circumcised, who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of faith that our father Abraham had before he was what? Circumcised. Go back to verse 11. I want to show you something. When you read this verse 11 and he said, he received the sign of circumcision. Paul is teaching us something here. Circumcision was proof. Are you listening to me? Circumcision was proof that Abraham had faith. We also have another kind of circumcision. Romans chapter 2 verse 9. Romans chapter 2 verse 9. Romans. <laughs> 29, sorry, Romans 2, 29. It says, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the what? Heart in the spirit and not in the letter. So, Paul, there's something the Bible teaches us. It says that um, God told Abraham, circumcise all the people in your house. And when they were circumcised, it was proof that they were children of God. It was proof that they were Jews. So, if you were not circumcised, you were not a Jew. If you were not circumcised, you were not saved. It's the same way. There's another circumcision that has taken place in our heart of us who have faith. And what is that circumcision? It's circumcision of the heart that is how? By the Spirit. Now, pay attention. The way in the Old Testament, if you were not circumcised, you are not a Jew... It's the same way, remember, that circumcision was a sign that Abraham was righteous. Are you here? That circumcision was a sign that Abraham was righteous. It's the same way under the new covenant. If you have not had the circumcision of the heart by the spirit, it is fact that you are not saved. You don't have faith. You are not a child of God. So, what circumcision in the flesh was in the Old Testament is what the circumcision of the heart by the spirit is for us under the new covenant. 
And that's exactly why the Bible will say, he that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. He that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 22, my bad. Look at this. Remember, he said that the righteousness in the circumcision was a what? Was a seal, a sign, right? Look at the same word Paul uses here. He said, who also, read this like a mass choir. One, two, go. He said, he has sealed us. It means that, you see, when a king wanted to send a letter, he gave his, he put his signet ring on it. So also, he has given us his spirit, which is the earnest, the first fruit of all that he will give us. It is, he has sealed us. That Holy Ghost is a sign that we are his. Oh, come on. I thought you would say hallelujah to that. That Holy Ghost is a sign that we are what? We are his. The same way circumcision was a sign that you were a Jew is the same way the Holy Ghost is a sign that you are his. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Let's go back to Romans. Romans when verse 12. Go to verse 13. We've, we've read this. We've explained this already. He said, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the what? Righteousness of faith. Uh-huh. He said, for if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of non-effect. If it came by works, please, are you here? If it came by works, then there is no point for faith. If it came by those who were just his children, there is no point of faith. But he said that it was a promise, so it came to those who had faith in it. There's a reason why this is important. Next verse. He said, because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Uh He said, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Next verse, verse 17. He said, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him who he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were. Next verse. He said, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might be the father of many nations, according to that which was also spoken, so shall thy seed be. Next verse. He said, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. And when he was an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Next verse. He said, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Uh-huh. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Next verse. We're ending here. He said, therefore, it was imputed to him for what? Righteousness. Abraham believed what God had said, that in you will all the nations of the earth be blessed. And then Abraham was declared who? Righteous. Now, let's not assume what all these texts mean. We'll go to other verses and allow scriptures, interpret scriptures. Are you with me this morning? Or this afternoon, rather? 
Galatians chapter 3 from verse 6. Paul teaching again. He said, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for what? Come and say this to yourself. I am righteous. I have believed the gospel and I am righteous. Next verse. He said, know ye not therefore that they which are of the faith the same are the children of Abraham. Uh, look at this. Let's, let's, read to verse, let's read to verse 9. I will explain this. He said, And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, Indeed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Hold on. When God told Abraham, You shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What was God doing? Don't be afraid, he's there. What was God doing? Are you afraid? What was he doing? He was what? So when he said, in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, it was preaching the gospel. What this means is that a lot of people read this and think that what God gave Abraham was material blessings. You have missed it. But don't take my word for it. We'll we'll go through scriptures. Amen? He said... See, he said he was preaching the gospel to him, saying, and when he said the heathen, who do you think he's talking about? The heathen are the uncircumcised. Those who are not children of Israel. Huh? He said, saying, indeed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Verse 9. So then, they which be of faith are blessed. Ah, are you with me? Those that are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. The same blessing Abraham got by faith. What did Abraham get by faith, please? Thank you. What did Abraham get by faith? And so he's saying that those who are of faith, they are blessed with Abraham the same way Abraham was blessed. But go back to verse 7. Let me show you something. He said, know ye therefore that they which are of the faith, the same are children of Abraham. What this verse is telling us is those who are not of the faith are not children of Abraham. So when the Bible tells us Abraham is our father, do you know what that means? It means that Abraham was the first person to have been declared righteous by faith. So the same way Abraham was declared righteous by what? Faith. Is the same way we also have been declared righteous by faith. So since Abraham was the first, Abraham is declared to be our father. So when on assembly, all of us are singing, we are all children of Abraham, we are not. Are you guys getting me? If you don't have the faith, if you don't believe on the gospel the same way Abraham believed the gospel. You know when the Bible said that, you know, God speaking, he said that he preached the gospel to Abraham. He preached the gospel to Abraham. If you don't believe the gospel, the same way Abraham believed the gospel when he said, indeed, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, then you are not a child of Abraham. Let me even take it further. A Jew that doesn't believe the gospel is not a child of Abraham. And Jesus said the same thing. Let's go on. Give me verse 10. Please, are you learning anything? I need to enjoy this Bible study pass. Verse 10. He said, for as many 
as are of the works of the law, are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Just remember this the next time you think you can honor God by your works. Next verse. 11. He said, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Some, um, the originals write it this way. The justified man by his own faith shall live. So, a man is declared justified because of his what? His faith. And this is not talking about, um, I'm trusting God for a car. So, the just shall live by faith. That's not what this verse is saying. This verse is not saying, I'm trusting God for a job. So, the just shall live by faith. Uh-uh. This verse is saying that how a man is declared justified is by faith. The same way Abraham was declared justified, how? Verse 12. He said, and the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. If you're if you going to say you are by the law, you must live by the law. Huh? Let's run. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Be made a cause for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Hold on. The law, anyone who breaks the law is under a curse. And everyone who lives by the curse, by the law is under a curse, right? But what this verse tells us that when Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law and has been made a curse for us because he hung on a tree. He's quoting Deuteronomy now. When Christ hung on a tree, what this basically tells us is Christ has fulfilled the demands of the law for us. What this verse is showing us is Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. When Jesus said he he didn't come to abolish the law, he came to what? Fulfill it. So the curse of the law was born on the body of Christ on the tree. Next verse. Oh my God. I'm laughing because I can see on some of us' face, you're like, what kind of Bible study is this? Look at verse 14. Now, why exactly did Christ hold, die on the cross? Why? Are you guys with me? Let's read 13 into 14 so you understand what I'm saying. It said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham, please, are you seeing this? Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. So why exactly did Christ hang on a tree? That's the blessing of Abraham. Please, do you get this? Christ hung on the tree, that's the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Please, quick question. From this verse, when he said that, go back. When he said that Christ, when he said that the blessing of Abraham might come on Gentiles through faith, what punctuation mark is this? Come on, talk to me. What punctuation mark is this? It means that what he's about to say next is about to explain the crux of what he said prior, right? Uh So, from this, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might what? Receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He's basically saying that this will come on these people. Are you with me? This will come on these people. This promise is this. Shall I say that again? This, the blessing of Abraham, will come upon these people. This promise 
is this blessing of Abraham. So, um, that we might receive the promise. What is the promise? Of the spirit through faith. The promise is of the spirit through faith. So, if this is this, what then is the blessing of Abraham? The promise of the spirit through faith. Do you get what I'm saying? So, when you say, Abraham's blessings are mine. It's not houses. It's not cars. It's the promise of the spirit. Are you angry? I don't care. Jeremiah, you can touch keyboard now. They are standing like bouncer. Oh, Mitchell, Mitchell. Oh, yeah. That the promise of the spirit through faith. Remember when God told him that in you shall all the nations of the earth be what? Blessed. What did the Bible, what did Galatians 3 tell us? It was the preaching of the what? The gospel. And does it sound familiar that when you believe the gospel, you receive the Holy Ghost? So what that means is that in receiving, in believing the gospel and receiving the Holy Ghost, the blessing of Abraham has come upon you. That's exactly why Abraham is declared righteous the same way you are declared righteous. And what was promised Abraham has found fulfillment in you. That's the better way to rejoice. Let me say that again. I've even forgotten what I said. Boy, what Abraham was declared righteous the same way you are declared righteous. And what was promised to Abraham has found fulfillment in you. Thank you. But this is the most, this is, it is so powerful. It is an eternal truth in God that it doesn't matter whether it will happen or it has happened. As far as God has said it, if you believe it, you will partake of it. Let's finish our commentary. I'm going to come down to it. Give me next, are they teaching? Normal. Verse 15. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant. Yet, if it be confirmed, no man disannulled or added there to next verse. Now, look at this. Now, to Abraham and his seed. Please pay attention to this. And you understand why when God promised Abraham, in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, it was fulfillment. He said, now to Abraham and to his what? Seed. Where the promises made. Please pay attention. He said not unto seeds. As of many, but as of what? One. And to thy seed. Which is what? Look at this. When the Bible says, in thee, in your seed, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. He was not talking of Isaac. He's telling us that he was talking of who? Christ. Because it is in Christ that the blessing. Ah. It is in Christ that the blessing, which is the promise of the spirit of faith in Christ Jesus, comes upon all men. It is in Christ. So he said, unto thy seed. Not seeds. And that's exactly why a Jew is not called a child of Abraham. Those ones are children according to the law. But there is a child that is according to faith. A child that has partaken of the promise. That's who we are. He said now to Abraham and to his seed. Where the what? Promises made. Oh glory to God. Do you remember 2 Corinthians when we read in him are the promises of God? Yea. And amen. He said, unto thy seed, and thy seed, which is who? Christ. So, all the blessings of Abraham found fulfillment in who? Christ. In Christ. Say, I have the blessings of Abraham. 
have the blessings of Abraham. He said, unto thy seed, which is Christ. So, let me see verse 17. If I'll see, I'll, if I'll explain what I want here. Go back to 16. Let me stay, stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Now, someone said something very paramount. The Bible says, uh, I heard a man of God say this and it was so profound. Now, I don't like to call typologies what the Bible doesn't call typologies, but pay attention. Um, I think it's interesting that the Bible says Abraham considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb, nor the deadness of his own body. Are you with me? He considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb, nor the deadness of his own body. But yet they brought forth Isaac. Now, I won't call it a type because the Bible doesn't call it a type. So usually, um, I like to make distinctions between typology. So a typology is clearly stated in scripture. But I like to call some things illustrations. Because from the Bible, there are things you can see that clearly seem like they happened again in the new covenant. Are you with me? Let me give you one. You know Joshua and Jesus are the same name. Joshua is a Hebrew. Jesus is Aramaic. I mean, Joshua is Hebrew. There's, Yeshu, there's Yahoshua actually. A lot of people now say, what is his name? All of them carry authority. Leave me. So, now, Joshua, Jesus came to save his people from their sin. Translate them from darkness to light, Right? But there's someone called Joshua, which is the same name, Yahweh saves. And he saved God's people. He took them from, he was the one that actually led them from the wilderness of sin into their promised land. Does it sound like Jesus? So I like to call that an illustration. So this is because it's not clearly stated as a type. Are you with me? So I don't say that authoritatively. But this is another one I said. Sarah's womb was dead. Abraham's body was dead. But Isaac still came. Jesus was dead, but he still came. Please, are you with me? Jesus was dead, but he still came back. Anyways, that's just by the way. Look at verse 17. He said, and this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after cannot disannul." That it should be, it should make the promise of non-effect. So Paul is saying that even though the law was added, the law did not ruin the promise. It was added later, but the prom- it didn't make the promise of non-effect. Verse eighteen. He said, "For if the inheritance of the of be of law, then it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham how, by promise." Next verse. Just go next verse. Wherefore then severed the law? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom was the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of Mediator. Hold on. Look at this. Go back. He said, wherefore then severed the law. Increase the volume a little bit. Wherefore then severed the law. No, the keyboard. That's what I meant. Wherefore then severed the law? Or why did the law come? The law was added because of sin. Please, are you here? The law was added because of sin. Till the who? Who is the seed? Talk to me. Who is the seed? Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Now, let me explain. Bible prophecies usually have a futuristic implication and a present day implication. So, the present day implication of you shall have a son. In you shall have was Isaac. But the future implication was Christ. And the future one is better. 
Amen. It says, till the seed shall come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. So, um, the, this thing, the law came and was guiding. The, it will explain. Till Jesus should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of mediators. Of verse 20, there are many mediators. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Next verse. Is the law against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have come by the law. Do you see this? What is basically saying is by the law you cannot be declared righteous. Please don't zone out. Pay attention to me. By the law you cannot be declared righteous. Because if you could, then the law would have been the way to righteousness. Next verse. But the scripture has concluded all under sin. That the promise by, do you have NKJV? That the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that what? Believe. Scripture has concluded that all are under sin. Okay. Go in verse 21, I believe. Is the law against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. Next verse. He said, but the scripture has confined all on that sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those that believe. So, scriptures had concluded that all men are on that sin. And the same scripture has basically said that all men will come to faith in Christ Jesus by faith. Next verse. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law. So, people now ask, why? if salvation was always by faith, if righteousness was always by faith, as it was in Abraham, why did the law come? Look at this. It says, but before faith came, we were kept under God by the law, kept for the faith, which would afterward be what? Verse 24 is the, is the crux. It says, therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be how? justified by faith. Another verse that explains this is Romans 3, 19 to 24. It explains why the law was given. Just write that down. That The law was our tutor. So the reason why the law was given was to prove that we were actually on that sin and lead us to find righteousness in one person, Christ. Next verse. We're going to 26. It says, but after that faith is come, we are no longer under the law. Say, I'm not under the law. Then 26, we're not under a schoolmaster. For ye are all children of God. How? By faith in Christ Jesus. How are you a child of God? By faith. Please, are you learning anything? <laughs> it's like this teaching will have part two. Praise God. Don't worry. I should continue, in it? This teaching will have part two. So have part two. Because you will come next Sunday now. You're not running anywhere. Abi, I said you will come. You will come next Sunday now. <laughs> you are not running. If you don't come, we go get problem. So we're, we're going to. I'm, I, I don't want to. I don't want to rush. We'll take our time. And then I'm a yeketelia toes at a vina. Ulavaneso. Alamanaki ade lozo zo tutu. 
Kapaile tenu sola dabenu. Aila nakoba. So veleko pragiva letu konosaida. Pale no kominas. Ale mokobi. Alamanaye. Sompre keto koposhete. Kelo, kelo, sove, tape, la proteko, paina casa. Maila manamosa, ki aleku, tafada bardaki, pentroko, sofeletia, pale, comparada vizene, ila elo, konokosa, ana mama lagidao, leto, paria, senen, ferrotekema, aile kotombarize, Aile ke tombariza vina ke loko tole menza. Aleko sove nikaida batonoze. Ele mina moroko se vina barde ke tokombre giva dani. Alamante ke zogia. Pala katalevero sove leke barikate no kobetaida. Alamania ke leboko borodozu vedege li baradike telemono kotia. Ila manama yagadi aleko barada vazina ketomba la dayada. Aila manta kabariza vane perodia palikante kelo nani. Ala gada baile ketokoma lazivenoko. Alo manaya gada badabia de 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 go bodogodiga lagaelo tene. Impro savak, bantelikosa, impratele kadiana, anamasiki tikubu kutuku tiki ni mukulu teni. Oh, you are just my justifier, Kombra Saila. You are just my justifier, oh. Ah, you are just. My justifier, oh, Palianta, you are just my justifier, oh. You gave me righteous. I've plugged into your promise by faith. I've received the promise by faith. I have the blessing of Abraham. The blessing you promised to Abraham is now upon Nelson Atar. The blessing you promised to Abraham is now upon all that are saved and Akaya, you are just my justifier you are just you are just my justifier you are just you are just oh my justifier you are just you are just my justifier you are just my sins are taken away my heart has been circumcised. It is a seal of my faith. Makatabi laboro sapali kaita parunda house. You are just oh. Alimakai la wasanda aprata liferene mekoria tabakada zas la barafa nangra di katulia. What manner of God is this? Antakelo sapola la kinae. Oh, you are just oh. Enkabarabasanda haya 
You called me My justifier, my justifier, my justifier. My justifier, oh, Akaparia Tala Kaisa. Hey, the blessing of Abraham is now upon Nelson, is now upon Daniel, is upon Adeshola, is upon David, is upon Jeremiah, it's upon all who have believed, is upon all who have called upon your name. Aila Makayelo, Aile Mesobira Kaida Bade, it's upon Lloyd, it's upon favor, it's upon Kofo, it's upon all who have believed. Oh, the promise of the Spirit, it has come upon me. Aneata Kabakia de la Badabada Bagida Balababosha, Entalianamo Sile Keded, Arabadabi de Belevere de Gibidigiburuzu Gudu, the blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. Adaho, Shaga, Dabia. Hey, 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 hey. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. Oh, the blessing is upon me. Kombra Sabide Ketolobosha. You are just, oh, my justifier. You are just. Prataka Pandika. Rotokonde sebeliko frada gabadia brata lebeke prozia. The blessing is upon me, Jesus. The blessing is upon me, Jesus. Hey, apalia kasaila manto kabaraza vani kaprodak pelemende kilabora savania. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. No more do I have to check. Have I believed enough? Is am I make am I righteous before God? The Holy Ghost is a seal. The way Abraham received circumcision as a sign that he has been righteous is the same way I've received the Holy Ghost as a sign that I have believed. The Holy Ghost is the seal, he's the sign, he's the proof that I am a member of God's house. I am a child of God by faith. I am righteous. You are just Samenandelebokobia Yes, 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 yes. Just bask in this for a little bit. Bask in this for a little bit. Bask in this for a little bit. In Somba Haile Kido Barakada. You are just oh, my justifier. You called me righteous. Just because I believed you called me righteous. 
Hey, 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 hey. I am called by your name. I am called by your name. Anianana makalike zodo. Oh, you are just. My justifier, 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 you are just. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to me. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to me. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. Ha! The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am come and sing it out loud. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child. The blessing is upon Hey! The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. Tizi, let me hear you sing it out loud. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am. The blessing is upon me. The promise of the spirit within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a the blessing is upon me. The blessed prayers come to be. The spirit is within me. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. The promise has come to be. The blessing is upon me. Hey, the promise has come to be. The spirit is within. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. Hey, the promise has come to be. The spirit is within. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. Hey, the spirit is within me. I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. Promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I want to hear just the church. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The 
the spirit is with thee. I am a child of God. Come on, now sing it out loud. Hey, the blessing is, the promise has come to be. Oh, the spirit is within me. I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me. The spirit, hey, the promise has come to be. The spirit is with, I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. Three more times. Blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child. Two more times. Say the blessing is upon me. Hey, the promise has come to be. The spirit is I am a child. Shut the, shut the voices. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is with I am a child of God. Say it is the blessing upon you. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. Say I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be, Jeremiah. Spirit is within me. I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. Hey, hey. The promise has come to be. The spirit, I am a child of God. Say the blessing is upon me. Oh. The promise has come to be. The spirit is I am a child of God. The blessing is upon me, oh. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of one more time. The blessing is upon me. The promise has come to be. The spirit is within me. I am a child of I am a child of God. 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 The blessing is on. The blessing is. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. Back up. The blessing is upon me. Music team. The blessing is upon me. 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 The blessing is upon me, yo. The blessing is upon me. 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 The promise has come to be. The promise has come to be. The promise has come to be. The promise has come to the promise has come. The promise has come to be. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. The spirit is within 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 me. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child. Is upon me. 
blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is upon me. The spirit is within 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 me. The promise has come to be. 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 I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Come on, celebrate God in the room. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice, 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 rejoice and look at it. there will definitely be part two of this teaching. Hebrews 6 from verse 13. Hebrews 6 from verse 13. (sighs) Are you a child of God? Hebrews 6 from verse 13. Look at this. It says, for when God, in fact, I missed, I missed, I didn't explain something. You know, when the Bible says, for in thee shall all the nations of the earth be what? So we know what the blessing is, right? And when it says, in thee or in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What was the seed he was talking about? Christ. So let me ask you a question. When, remember the Bible tells us in Romans that God preached the what? God preached the what? Gospel to Abraham. So when Abraham believed that in his seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And we know that the seed is Christ. In a shadow, what exactly was Abraham believing? The gospel. Do you get this? In a seed, Abraham was believing the what? The gospel. Let me, I wanted to leave this for later. But let me jump to something. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. John 8, 39. He said, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were, now, the people who Jesus were talking to were Jews. He said, if you were Abraham's children, you will do the what? Works of Abraham. Next verse, we're going to 42. But now you seek to kill me, a man that had told you the truth. Which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. Give me NKJV, verse 41. Verse 41. He said, you do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, 
we are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. 42? So Jesus was actually telling them that your father was the devil, if you read the context. He said, Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you will love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Let, go, give me, go to verse 56. Let's read something. Verse 56, we'll come back. Look at Jesus said, ah, I want you to read this like a mass choir. One, two, go. Read it again. Read it one more time. Next verse, 57. Then the Jews said to him, hold on, I will come to this. Now, how did Abraham see Jesus his day? did Abraham see Jesus? Remember the Bible says Abraham was a prophet. Are you here? So, how did Abraham see Jesus' day? He saw him, yes, in receiving the gospel, but how did he see him? He saw him in the gospel. How did he see it in the gospel? When God told him, in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be what? Blessed. That is how Abraham saw Jesus' day. Because that seed was not Isaac. That seed was Christ. So in Abraham believing in a type, Abraham believed the gospel. And that's why Jesus said, go back to John, give me verse 39. He said, look at this. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, you will do the works of Abraham. Go to the next verse. I wanted to read this at the end. But he said, but now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. Now, what did Abraham do when God spoke to him? He believed. Thank you. When Abraham, when God spoke to Abraham, Abraham did what? Believed. So, Jesus is saying, if you were children of Abraham, when I spoke to you the things from God, you should have what? Believed. Because you're supposed to do the works of your father Abraham. What were the works of of his father Abraham? Believed. So, they did not behave like children of Abraham. But if you go back to that verse 56, it said, Abraham saw my day and was very glad. Abraham saw Christ in the gospel. He saw Christ in the message. Then you look at verse 57. They said, you are not even 50. Have, and have you seen Abraham? Verse 58 is my favorite. Jesus said, eh, sometimes you think, he can't be proud, he's God. So, Jesus said to them, most assuredly, you know sometimes when I read it, I said, this is why they killed you, sir. This is the reason. Jesus said, most assuredly, I said to you, before Abraham was, I am. Say, come and beat me. <laughs> before Abraham was, I am. So, look at this. Abraham rejoiced at what was to come. Ah. I want you to look at this and remember something. The gospel was not just an intervention plan. Man did not fall and God was saying, what will I do now? What will I do? The Bible says the Lamb of God that was slain from before the foundation, from before the foundation of the world. So, Abraham can see what was to come. But even when Abraham saw it, before Abraham saw it, it was already true. Why? Because before Abraham, he was. Ah. Before, listen, God cannot become. 
God is. God lives in the eternal is. He lives in the eternal presence. Can I preach now? God lives in the, God is in the eternal east. That's why you can't say God became. God cannot become. You know, when we teach on the attributes of God, we try to explain those things. So we say things like, God is like, he's like nothing. He's God. Nothing compares to him. So he said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, because God exists, and Jesus said, he said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. Abraham was glad at my day. And because Abraham was glad at my day, um, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. And they said, what do you mean by that? And he's telling them that I'm not telling you something I just saw from scriptures. I know it's because before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is basically, basically saying the authenticity of the gospel is on the authenticity of who he is. So, before Abraham believed, it was true. So, they say, what do you mean? How do you, he's saying, before Abraham was, I already was, or already am. But Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. How did Abraham see his day? In the Gospels. Two things we've seen that point to the Gospel now. Number one, we've seen Abraham believe. So, if we follow the story of Abraham, there's one thing you should know. Is this. Abraham believed. God told him, in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. We know what the blessing is. We know what the promise is, right? And we know what the seed is. So the seed points to Christ. The promise points to Christ. The blessing comes to Christ, points to Christ. In fact, we know that children of Abraham are not biological children. They are children of faith. We know that, right? We see that the circumcision even also what? Points to Christ. The circumcision is, the, is a picture of the real circumcision, which is the circumcision of the heart by the spirit. The first circumcision is done by human hands. The second one is done by the spirit within. Are you with me now? Are you with me now? Uh-huh. He said, please don't check Twitter, I'm teaching. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I am. Um, so, in Abraham believing it, Abraham was declared righteous. What does that tell us? Anyone who believes in the gospel is righteous. Anyone who believes in the gospel is justified. Are you listening to me? The same way it happened for Abraham is the same way it is true for you. Anyone who believes in the gospel is justified. Anyone who believes in the gospel is righteous. Say amen. Is righteous. Romans, um, Romans 9. Uh, Hebrews 6, sorry. I'm, I'm going to end in Hebrews 6. So, we're going, to continue, we're going to have gospel truth, Abraham, part 2. Amen? You know, we don't do, not, not because there's nothing wrong with it, but TC, we don't do series for the month. We do series till we finish. We start new one. Praise God. He said, look at verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, give me NKJV. I want to read NKJV. We're going to verse 19. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. (laughs) This is how real. The promise to Abraham was the gospel, right? This is the truth the gospel hinges upon. 
God's integrity. That's why Jesus will say, anyone's sin who you declare forgiven is forgiven. It does not mean that you have the authority to forgive sins. If you, if you put that side by side, all other accounts, it was side by side with if you believe the gospel, you are, you are saved. So anyone who believes the gospel on the authority of no one greater than God, having sworn by himself, I can say your sins are forgiven. You are righteous. You have the spirit. You have received the promise. Look at this. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Uh-huh. So we're going to 19 now. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. Uh-huh. And so, now hold on. When the Bible says that God was going to multiply Abraham, you know, he was going to have many children. Salvifically, what do we know? We know that the blessing of Abraham was going to come upon the Gentiles. So Abraham's children were going to be children of all nations. So anyone black, white, gray, pink, blue, as far as you believe the gospel, you have become a child of Abraham. And that was the multiplication. Are you listening to me? That exactly was the multiplication. In the present day context, the multiplication was um, biological birth. But in the salvific sense, which is the real sense of the promise, the multiplication was many that were going to become children. Please, are you with me? He said, and so after he had patiently endured Abraham, he obtained the promise. Uh huh. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all disputes. It means when you when you when men swear, then you know you can believe them. Even though don't do that, don't believe men. They know they believe Adam today. Praise God. Those, especially women, Jesus Christ. He said, he said, thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. God trying to show to Abraham that this promise will come to pass. He confirmed it. The same way when men swear, you leave all contradiction, they will do it. It's the same way God swore by himself. Next verse. That by two immutable things, with one, it is impossible for God to lie. That we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the... When it says fled for refuge, people were being persecuted. They were being persecuted. But because God swore by himself, we can have consolation. That if God swore by himself, the hope we have of seeing our Messiah is true. Lay hold of the hope, said before in verse 19. He said, this hope we have as an anchor for our souls, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Let me tell you something, child of God, when you, I think I'll do one more verse, then we'll wrap up. Amen? Oh, no. No, we'll do, we'll do this one next. When we do part two, praise God. But look at how God fulfilled the promise to Abraham. When you see that, you know that this God cannot lie. If he said, he that believes in me will have eternal life, you will have eternal life. I want to wrap up by asking this. Who is a blessed man? Who is a blessed man? 
The man that has believed is a blessed man, but what does he mean specifically? Let's, let's look to scriptures as I begin to round up. Acts chapter 3, from verse 25 to 26. No more veil, no more limitation. I can now see Jesus face to face. Look at this. He said, please pay attention here. Prepare verse 26 so we can read it into it. Look at this. You, please pay attention. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father, saying unto Abraham. Hold on. Let me explain something. When the Bible says God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the promise he made to our fathers, the Jews did not know it was. They knew it, a Messiah was coming, but they didn't have the full picture. So when the Bible says God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the promise he made to our fathers, it is because of the salvific promise God made to Abraham that he passed it to Isaac, that he said we'll fulfill in Jacob. And that's exactly why when you go to Romans, anyways, I'm gonna, we're going to do a commentary on Romans 9 when we do part 2. So you will see from Abraham the promise. So all the children of Abraham, it was from that lineage that Jesus was also going to come from. It was from that lineage that Jesus was going to come from. That's why he said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. Are you listening to me? So we're going to, we're going to read on. But look at this. So when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's not because Abraham, it was because of his salvific promise that he had spoken for. He said, ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy, answer me, and in thy what? what who is the seed? Uh-huh. In thy seed shall all the what? Kindreds of the earth be blessed. When he says in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed, what does he mean? In Christ, all men of all nations, Jew, Gentile will receive him. Are you listening to me? Will be blessed. Look at this. Pay attention to this. Unto you first, that's the Jews. God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to do what? Come on, sent him to do what? What is the blessing? In turning away every one of you from his iniquities. The blessing of, of Abraham is the giving of the spirit, but in that is the taking away of sins as well. Romans chapter 4, from verse 7 to 8. Romans 4. Please look at this. Go back to verse 6. Let's, let's start from verse 6. Good. Look at David speaking. Paul speaking about David, he said, even, go back to verse 5. Okay, let's start from verse 6. Now, this is a flow of thought from Romans 5, talking about the righteousness that comes by faith. Are you listening to me? He now says, even as David also describeth the what? Blessedness of the man unto whom God did what? Imputeth righteousness without works. So, David described how blessed that man is that God imputes righteousness without works. First of all, a blessed man is a man that has been declared righteous away from works. Are you listening to me? A blessed man is a man that has been declared what? Next verse. Saying, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Go back to verse 6. Let me show you something. David describes this man and in describing the man, David is saying that the blessed man is this person whose righteousness is away from his works. Are you please, are you paying attention? 
David is saying that the blessed man is the man whose righteousness is away from his works. Then in describing that man, or Paul was saying that this is how David is describing a man who is righteous without works. So, a man who is righteous without works is who? Verse 7. Verse 7. Is the man whose iniquities are what? Forgiven. And whose sins are covered. Are covered. Yes. Verse 8. Let's, let's wrap up on verse 8. He said, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not what? Impute sin. The man who has been declared righteous before God is a blessed man. Please, are you with me? A man who has been declared righteous before God is a what? Blessed man. That same man is the man whose sins, whose iniquities are forgiven and sins are covered. And that same man is the man whom the Lord will not what? Impute sin. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a sense in blessing where God blessed, uh, where God blessed um, people with cattle and the blessing was material wealth. Please, are you listening to me? But in this salvific sense, a blessed man is a man whose sins are forgiven. A blessed man is a man who God will not impute sin. Someone said that, you know, sometimes God reminds her of her sin, her past sin, to keep her humble. That is not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is the one who forgives and forgives completely. You know, in Yoruba, there's a name they call God, Agdanilagbaton. English doesn't capture it well. It says complete deliverer, but that's not it. That's not exactly it. It means he delivers to the very end. So if God says he has forgiven you, the forgiveness is till the end. Are you here? So the blessed man is the righteous man. He's the man who God will not impute sin to. He's the man who God has imputed righteousness away from works. And he's the one who God will not impute sin unto. So in salvation, all men that have come into Christ, all men that have received the promise, all men that the blessing has, up, has come upon, the promise has come to be to them, the spirit is within them, all men that are children of God are the men that are the blessed of God in Christ. Amen? Come on, rise to your feet. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Mihalwan Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at t.me forward slash Nelson Mihalwan. And for contact details, follow on Instagram at Nelson Mihalwan. God bless you.